Welcome to the No Neutral Moments Podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it's my pleasure to discuss, to explore, and maybe even to discover what it means for each one of us to live our lives fully engaged, to challenge each one of us to be fully aware, and completely expecting to engage to the fullest everything we've been designed, called, and gifted to be. So with all this in mind, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get engaged. Well, hello there, and uh, welcome to the No Neutral Moments podcast. It's uh, it's fantastic to be with you. Uh, so excited about how many of you have been tuning in to the No Neutral Moments podcast and how you have been responding to the No Neutral Moments podcast. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, incredibly excited about uh, the opportunity we had to interview Travis Stice of Diamondback. That was a fantastic opportunity and um, thankful for his willingness to do that. Hopefully, many of you also listened to the podcast we linked to in this past week from Tim Ferriss, where he interviewed George Raveling. If you did not download that and listen to it, I sure hope you will take the time to do that. Uh, It's really, really worth a listen in the day and time in which we live And also, hopefully, if you did listen to it, and if you didn't, still the same message applies. Uh, There's a great, uh, you'll want to take the opportunity to listen to the original interview with George Raveling that Tim Ferriss did as well. Obviously, I don't get any promotional money or anything like that promoting someone else's podcast, but uh, as I heard one person say a long time ago, this may offend some of you, but they believed in capitalistic karma, and (laughs) when you help others, Uh, eventually it comes back to you. But before we get any deeper, we just want to say thank you to our sponsor, um, Philip Knight of Morgan Stanley, who supports No Neutral Moments podcasts of the Fidelis Wealth Management Group. And I know Philip has been a tremendous partner for my family and I in our financial planning and our financial discussion. Probably no more needed uh, now than at any other time, considering what all of us are working through and going through. But uh, so thankful for the Fidelis Wealth Management Group and Philip Knight. You can reach them at 432-620-6079, 432-620-6079. Or you can email Philip at philip, that's P-H-I-L-L-I-P dot Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, at morganstanley.com. That is philip.knight at morganstanley.com. So thankful for the Fidelis Wealth Management Group. Well, like you, I've been doing a lot of uh, soul searching, a lot of thinking. It would be fair to say a lot of meditating in this time in which we find ourselves. All of us are in interesting seasons, regardless of what your career is or your job is or the situation you never would have imagined yourself in. But in the spirit of no neutral moments, I sat down and just started going through my journal and looking to see what lessons I seem to be meditating on over and over again, seeing if there was a connection for this time, something I needed to pay attention to. And I hope you are in some form of habit of journaling, whether you do that on your computer, on your phone. Uh, I do that uh, I do the uh, discipline of journaling in a uh, you know pen and paper and pencil journal. So I, I hope you're doing that. And, and so I sat down and started taking a look at what I was writing down. And I'm just going to take you through the collection of where I am, hopefully, 
Uh, it will challenge you. Hopefully it will encourage you. Hopefully it will spur you on. Uh, whatever you're needing, I hope it meets that need. Because I realized as I started piecing moments together that there was something happening in my soul. There was something that I was needing to pay attention to. And and so I'm just going to go kind of go page by page and, and then piece these things together. And one of the things I wrote down, this was uh, way back in March 2nd, which for us here in the Permian Basin and for a lot of people was right at the beginning when things started uh, boiling up. We had not had an economic crash, so to speak, in the oil and gas industry just yet. That was, if my uh, thinking of the calendar is correct, that was about seven days away from where I first wrote this. But what I wrote in my journal on March the 2nd was the following, and I actually put some stars by it and some asterisks by it, whichever words you prefer, because as I wrote it down, it was just, it was, it was, um, I don't know, it was just, it, it meant something to me. That's a weak way to say that. But here's what I wrote. I said, we rarely take time for perspective. And, and in parentheses, I put the word wisdom. I'll pause there because my definition of wisdom uh, over all the years has sort of mutated into this idea that wisdom is proper perspective or thorough perspective or right perspective. Oftentimes, we equate wisdom with knowledge, but there can be some very smart people who have a lot of knowledge who have no, in the old days, we used to say have no common sense. There can be people who have all kinds of knowledge, but can't perceive the world around them. They miss everything. They're brilliantly ignorant and and they miss the times. They miss the situation. They do not have perspective. And even as I've studied the Bible in my career, and the Bible talks about wisdom from the Lord and wisdom, quote unquote, from above, I'm oftentimes, I struggled with that until I realized when I'm being told to pray for wisdom in in a very real sense, I'm I'm asking for a, quote unquote, again, I'm saying that a lot already, a a holy perspective. I'm asking for a God-centered perspective. I'm asking to see things the way God wants me to see them. I'll give you another example. When you're raising your children, uh, you teach them right and wrong. Uh, We used to have this running thing in our family that when my kids left the house, when they all lived at home, the last thing I would tell them after I said I loved them was be wise. I didn't mean uh, pay attention in school so you can pass uh, history and math class. That was a given. But when they got in certain situations... I wanted them to see life from a perspective of an older person. I wanted them to have an older perspective and not get caught in teenage perspective. So so maybe that'll help you. But the quote I wrote said, we rarely take the time for perspective because which requires either populist sages, I'll explain that, on the stage. So sages on the stage or it requires guides on the side. Here's what I mean by that as I'm writing that. We rarely take the time for perspective because what perspective requires us to do is stop. It requires powers of observation. It requires powers of thinking. And, And here's what's happening in our culture today. Rather than pausing and taking time to meditate, taking time to gain perspective, we usually listen to what I've pinned and written here as populist sages. You can, what, what that means is we listen to the media over and over and over again. We listen to um, 
politicians over and over and over again. Uh, We listen to people on extremes, whether that's the left or the right. These are populist people who we think know what they're talking about. But oftentimes, they're not even talking in perspective. They're just talking in observations of the right now. And we don't even know the values with which these individuals are processing things. But the other side of this, I said it's either a populist sage on the stage or on the television or on the radio or whatever it might be, or the other is guides on the side. Let me give you an example of that. I fancy myself as a person who enjoys golf and sometimes can be good at it. When I play with really, really good players, typically what I mean by really, really good players is people who play competitively. Maybe they play in college, maybe they have been professional or or they've tried to break into the professional ranks. You rarely play with these people where when you're not playing well, they give you advice. Now, I've played with a lot of people who really aren't that good who have read a bunch of books, watched a bunch of shows, and they think they're good at golf. They are a populist sage on the golf course. But when you really get with someone who has the perspective of the game, and they know what to do, and they're very, very good in in golf language, they're scratch golfers, they're not going to say anything to you. They're going to remain on the side until, in a quiet moment, you ask them, hey, what are you seeing me do? Or what are you seeing me not do? And they will, on the side, without people seeing what they're doing, they will guide you to something better. Oftentimes on the golf course, they will, first thing they'll do is guide you through your, what's called alignment or your aim, or they'll do a slight guide in the way you grip the club, which usually are two of the most important things, the grip and your alignment. In our culture, There's so much information, there's so much going on that we're rarely taking the time for perspective because we are inundated and we're allowing ourselves to pay attention too much to the populist sage on the stage rather than seeking out the guide on the side. And the guide on the side is usually, no, not usually, is always much more quiet than the populist sage because they've seen it. They've played the game. Even though we think this is a new day, they remember the words of Solomon that say there's nothing new under the sun. It all still comes down to principles. It all still comes down to beliefs and values. And no matter how um, uh, engineered the game of golf gets with all the new equipment, oftentimes the guide on the side says it's not about the clubs. It's about some specifics like old time things like how you're aiming, and how you're gripping the club. So I'm looking at this phrase, and I'm being reminded, Patrick, talking to myself, be sure you are pausing long enough to gain perspective. And I'll say this, the hotter the debate gets, the slower your thinking has to get. Let me say that again. The hotter the debate gets, the slower your thinking has to get, because you have to be in a position to be slow to respond. So then I fast forward in my notes to April 17th, to April 17th. Now you already know we're somewhat um, in the heat of economic issues. The the world is shutting down because of coronavirus. And, And I wrote down a quote from Albert Einstein that I had read. I have no idea where I read it. I put it, should have put that in my notes. And you've, maybe you've heard this before, but Albert Einstein said, the significant problems we face 
obviously we face some pretty significant challenges. He says, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. You, taking some editorial freedom, you could say, those problems cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were using when these things began to happen. And so I wrote this down on April 17th, and, and I was actually getting ready to go consult a customer, and I had a series of questions, and I was asking them, what are you learning? Uh, what's the change that you need to be after? Is, is there a bigger purpose or a cause you're supposed to be looking at? Is there a new uh, problem to fix or a new solution to an old problem in these issues? Are you reacting or are you planning towards response? Because in, in this day and age, the things that remain true are the American dream and promise, even though we're debating about who's actually been able to have have that in its fullest context. We're dealing with, with viral issues and a virus issue that we quite, quite literally have not encountered in most of our lifetimes in the last several decades and, and so prevalent. But the significant problems we're facing, the racial problems we're facing, the economic challenges we're facing, the health challenges we're facing, which what it's boiled down to is it has caused each of us in our daily lives, as well as our careers, to realize it's a new day. It's a different day. Now, challenge is common and setback is common. But in our day, here we are. So the question I'm asking myself, starting with this first quote, is, am I gaining perspective? Which then, over a month later, I'm writing down, and and I'll, I'll say this in a broader sense, I'm saying to myself, we face significant challenges today. I don't like the word problems. I like the word challenges because it pushes towards a solution. The significant matters we are facing today will not be solved by the way we were behaving, the way we were thinking, and the way we were talking when these things showed up. Now, let me throw this in. Principles and values remain unchanged. But I would submit to you that it is these difficult, significant seasons we find ourselves in that cause us to have to think deeply about perspective to see if we're operating in correct values with correct values for one another. So let's keep moving forward in the proverbial journal. Now I get a month down the road, May 15th, and and I'm reading through some things. And on May 15th, I wrote at the top of the page, learn to cut through the noise, learn to cut through the noise. And I had this scripture I was reading in one of my favorite books of the Bible, which is Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And the verse said, the words of the wise, so think about wise people having more perspective, the guide on the side, oftentimes silent, you have to seek out their information, they're not going to yell it on a television oftentimes. So the words of the wise heard in quiet, listen to that, the words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of powerful people among fools. Now, you think about all the noise and all the loudness and everything happening in our culture. You go back to the first entry about needing perspective and needing to find guides on the side. You go to that second quote about rethinking how we got to the significant challenges and how are we thinking moving forward. Then I'm learning you got to cut through the noise And I wrote, in times of uncertainty, communication is at a premium. 
Because when there is uncertainty, there is fear. And the mind will create scenarios and communication is the only means. And I would go back to a previous podcast and say communication that connects at the core of our humanity is the only way to combat negativity and pessimism. When you don't have communication that connects, what you usually have is a bunch of loud noise and a bunch of static, which we have a bunch of in the day and age in which we are living. I wrote this a little bit later in the same entry on May 15th. Communication has to bring about perspective. Again, I'm living, trying to live a no-neutral moment lifestyle, and I finally just sat down and went through my journal and, re- and started saying, my goodness, there's a theme being created here that started with the need for perspective, to have guides on the side, to realize there's populist sages on the stage all around, to realize we have significant challenges we face, and how is my thinking being challenged as we work through these issues? And then I realized there's so much noise, we have to learn to cut through it. And the whys are often heard in the quiet, not in the screaming of others. And that communication is at a premium, communication that connects. Because when people are uncertain and fearful, I don't know any of us who haven't been uncertain and fearful in this season with the news that changes all the time about how you can catch a virus or all these kind of things. What we're listening to has to connect and help us have perspective because the lack of connective communication, and this is still in my May 15th journal entry, the lack of connective communication causes us to doubt security. It causes us to doubt our purpose. And then we begin guarding and protecting and defending. And oftentimes we stop listening. So, Moving forward, trying to keep my place in this journal of the different places I am to keep us in this in this rhythm. Then on June the 8th, so by June the 8th, and you notice this, this has kind of gone March, April, May, and I have entries all between these, but I just went through to try to see where's their theme. June the 8th. Now in our country, we're not just facing economic stress. We're not just facing um, a virus. Now... We are smack in the middle of racial issues. We're smack in the middle of love your neighbor issues. We're smack in the middle of not a race issue related to white or black. We're in the midst of a human race issue in how we treat each other. And it's not June 8th, actually. It's June 11th. It's on the same page. I wrote another scripture verse that I had read out of the Proverbs that day of June 11th. And it said, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense. In other words, you're not a thinker. But a man or woman of understanding remains silent. And later on, as I'm meditating through this in the same entry, I wrote, needed words as we give our time away in public service, because the next verse says, rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Man, what a word, healing. We need economic healing. We need health healing. And we need humanity healing. Go all the way back to where I started with you. We don't need populist sages on the stage. We need guides on the side who have wisdom, who know that the problem is not new equipment, but maybe alignment and grip. 
We, we keep going through the session and we realize we are facing significant challenges. And if all we do is try to hearken back to the way we used to solve problems, then we're not going to be able to get through these things. And then we move forward and find out the words of the wise, the sage on the side is often heard finally when it quiets down. And when we take the time to quiet our environment around and listen, because rulers in the midst of fools are the description of those who just, just stay in the noise. And we need, we need connective communication to bring about some perspective so that people stop creating scenarios of uncertainty and fear because all we're doing is shouting and yelling. And then we get so uptight and so tense. We get so nervous about people that are different than us, people that might disagree with us, people that might challenge us, that if we haven't learned to gain some perspective and wisdom, here's what we do. It's what Proverbs 11 says. We belittle our neighbors. And our neighbor, by the way, remember the good Samaritan is oftentimes not the person we've considered to be our neighbor. But then we're told a person of understanding remains silent, which means there's a time to speak. You know, the Bible also says even a fool is considered wise. Think about perspective when he or she chooses to be silent. Now, I know some of you are already thinking, but you're saying we shouldn't speak up. No. What's happening is too many people are speaking up all the time without anything new to say, except belittling neighbors, belittling a fellow or a Republican or a Democrat, belittling a politician, belittling people of other races, belittling people who do not agree with us, rather than finding a way to listen and seek to understand. And instead, we're filled with rash words that are like swords back and forth, when what we're looking for and what we're needing is the tongue of the wise that brings healing. And then finally, I move over to where we are today, and that is June 18th, 2020, near the end of the month. And I wrote another scripture verse, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. Man, check this out. Listen to this next phrase but only in expressing his or her opinion. If you give an answer before you hear, it is a display of your folly and it will be to your shame. Now, let me just take you through these pages one quick time and then I'll wrap this thing up. I began in my journey, now realizing since March the 2nd, there have been no neutral moments in what I've been journaling as a message has been being pushed into my being and I didn't even recognize it. The message being that we need to gain some wisdom. We must gain some perspective and perspective will never come from the noisy populist speakers and sages on the stage, but somehow guides on the side have got to be seen, sought out and asked because they rarely will butt into the middle of it but they are the ones we need to listen to. And then I'm being reminded by other sages on the side, somebody named Einstein who said, remember the way you used to do things will not work when you face the significant problems of today. Wisdom says, gain some perspective, cling to your values, and then think about how you're going to address these issues. And then later on, the words of the wise are heard in quiet 
And we need certain connective communication that has sought first to understand before trying to use its voice that it hasn't earned yet so that our communication brings some perspective to our day and we begin to comfort one another and lead one another. And then we're reminded when the heat really gets turned up, if we are belittling our neighbor, and remember our neighbor is every other human being on this globe. And when we belittle them, the Bible says, you lack sense. You're not even sensible. But a man of understanding, to put this in context, refuses to belittle others and stays quiet. Realizing our rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. You know how you and I can tell that no wisdom is being exercised in our culture today? Here's how. Because no one and nothing is being healed. If no one and nothing is being healed, if healing is not coming forth, if restoration is not coming forth, then to be blunt about it, nothing is being heard but the shouts of the foolish. And it tells us in this last entry of my uh, journal, which took place this morning as I'm recording this on Thursday, June 18th, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but just in expressing his or her opinion. And if you give an answer before you hear, it basically says you're an idiot. In this day and time, I am learning more than any other time in my life. Slow down. Stop talking. Start listening. And even when there's immense pressure to post something, when there's immense pressure to respond aggressively to an email or a Facebook post or an Instagram or Twitter, be quiet. One more word and one more opinion is not bringing us anywhere. One more report from the CDC and the World Health Organization and even one more tweet or speech from our president or any politician. Today is not bringing us healing. And until there's a still silence, until there's a moment where we take a breath and where we pause and when we enter into an internal season of peace, will we be able to bring about an external season of peace in our environment? My friends, I would challenge you to please go back and see what you are learning. Please go back and see what it is you're supposed to be hearing in this day and time. What it is you cannot miss. Because in this day and time, we've got all the populist sages on the stage we could possibly ever need. And really, most of them just need to be turned off. We probably just need to turn off our radios. We probably just need to turn off our televisions. We probably need to turn off our social media and stop for a minute and find out where are the guides? Where are the guides on the side who can help us out? What are they saying? Where's the voice of a Martin Luther King Jr.? Where's the voice of a leader who says, hang on a minute. Where's the voice of peace? Where's the voice of calm? Where's the voice of liberty and justice and freedom for all? I hope you are learning some amazing things in this season. And I hope this podcast has helped you to be thinking about every single day that is not neutral or something is being presented to you. And are you taking it? And are you listening to it? Are you learning from it? And will you apply it? Well, thank you so much for listening. 
God bless you. Thanks for listening again to this broadcast of the No Neutral Moments podcast. Can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks for listening. Please pass these podcasts on to your friends and family and work associates. And God bless. We'll see you the next time. And remember, there's no such thing as a neutral moment. (laughs) 